0: Lunch, I eat a sandwich with a glass of cooked to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional phone. But now when I have Delta, I can do what I want.
1: And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, the podcast that always vets all of its guests. And then that's why we don't have any. And my name is Larry Wo. <laughs> And I'm Curtis Withers. That's the best policy. Don't have any guests, and you'll never get in trouble. <laughs> exactly. Um, so no secret there. We'll be talking about that story in the headlines. But Curtis, I have to say, I found the drink. You know, you and I were talking about it, I believe, in the last episode or maybe two episodes ago, about the drink Tahiti treat. Mm-hmm. I, and, and we said it's disappeared and we couldn't find it or we, we it, it's kind of dropped out of memory. And lo and behold, I found two cans for us. I, I, I Now, I haven't gotten it to because I just came back into the city. I do have them in hand. I have one of the cans artifacts with me right now. But unfortunately, it's now called Tahitian Treat. Mm-hmm. Or fortunately, yeah. unfortunately, I don't know. What what I don't know what that is, but uh, apparently it, it is it is only sold in the states and I found this in Kinmount, Ontario in their American contraband refrigerator. <laughs>
0: so he said I, that you could also get the um the, the the hyped up version
1: of Prime there, right? Yeah, the one that has I don't know, 13 15 <laughs> times the regular caffeine of any <laughs> drink. Yeah. <laughs> like basically you're 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 it's a narcotic thing.
0: i i i won i i one time had a red bull and and i I found that I got such a startling case of arrhythmia
1: that I never touched it again so i I will not be drinking. No, don't don't uh, don't take the Logan Paul Prime, mm, whatever yeah. it's. Yeah, so they they had those drinks in the same um, refrigerator. Now, the Tahitian treat, Curtis, fruit punch. Now it, it is American can, so I knew because there's no French on it whatsoever, and just so you can tell the font uh, is very American, right? Mm-hmm. So let's let's give you uh, the rundown. Uh, 170 calories for a can, uh, mm-hmm. being you know the 12 ounce, 355 mil can uh 70 milligrams of sodium oh you'll love this curtis 44 grams of sugar in this can whoa is that more than like a standard coke that is more than a standard coke whoa so uh i want to look up a metric um 44 grams of sugar. A lot of people, you know, to your mind, well, what's 44 grams, whatever. Just to give you a sense, 44 grams is about 10 teaspoons of sugar. Wow. In a can. Well. Wow. <laughs> That's like,
0: you know, I usually stop at 5 when I'm when I'm having my tea. <laughs> How do you how do you
1: order that from Tim Hortons? Is it is it a a sank? A, it would be a deca a deca. Is a deca? Are you talking about the ten, yeah, or the five. Well, it'd like be, it'd, it
0: would be a deca deca. You'd get like five, <laughs> the five cream and five <laughs> sugar. It <laughs> would I, be like there would be the room for like a millimeter of coffee. Exactly, <laughs> that's excellent. I got to order one of those.
1: Yeah. I bet you it's d- a, de- a, a deca deca. A deca deca. I th- I, th- I think you could you might you might have coined an, a new drink. So uh, now it would be fine. Sh- normally I would say Curtis because if it, if it was the sugar, but no, this is an American soft drink, so it's got the good old high fructose corn syrup. There is no sugar, just corn. <laughs> 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 so vegetarians should be okay, right? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it also has the dreaded red 40 on the ingredients, which apparently is a conspiracy theory that in Canada that is a illegal uh ingredient which it's probably not good for you, but I don't think it's illegal. Yeah,
0: I don't think so. I think we've probably had a lot of uh there's probably
1: many a dipping sauce that has yeah. red dye 40 that you've had. Yeah, so Tahiti treat. We'll keep calling it Tahiti treat because I can't call it Tahitian treat, even though Tahitian treat is probably more correct, right? It would be more. It makes more sense.
0: Yeah, like because it would be like this is a treat that is that that is of the Tahitian na- nationality. Like just putting the country, you know, it like like you wouldn't say um, you would say American cheese. You wouldn't say America cheese. Yeah, only only Canada Dry does that. It does. It's not Canadian dry. It's Canada Canada dry. Dry. Canada dry, which when when we were younger was the um, distributor and of uh, Tahiti Treat. Yeah, so logo quite prominent on the cans.
1: Yeah, but now owned by Dr Pepper. Hey, yeah, hey, Dr Pepper. Who who knew? How would you describe Tahiti Treat, Curtis? Like flavor wise? Yeah, that's a good question. I
0: know it that the. the can, I think the can that
1: that you have that the Tahitian treat describes it as fruit punch. Yeah, the words actually, yeah, there's actually a wording that says fruit punch on it. Yeah, so basically they're saying this is this is fruit punch, Curtis.
0: Yeah, so it's like carbonated fruit punch. I, I guess that's not far off from how it tastes. Um, like it definitely was like a fruitier tasting soft drink than say. Dr. Pepper, which I guess would kind of be in the same ballpark as Tahiti Treat, but um, yeah, Tahiti Treat was, uh, I i loved it. I just remember when yeah. I was a kid, I loved it. It was like, yeah, because you know, it was the um, the kind of dry beverage that had like you know a bit more, you know, because otherwise there was ginger ale and wink, wink was like their lemon lime drink, <sighs> and then so Tahiti Treat was like more of a like, like more of a, a bold flavor.
1: Yeah. Bold being sweet. <laughs> it was very sweet as as evidenced by the amount of sugar that's in one I, can. When I was a kid, I kind of put Tahiti Treat in the same echelon as uh, or pyramid of sugary needs as um, a cream soda. hmm mm-hmm. Like, you know, where it's just... Like, you gotta, you almost kind of have to sip it slowly. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to slam a t- shotgun a Tahiti treat. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, but, you know, like it is, it's, it's fruit punch, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Maybe a fruit punch. F- uh, carbonated fruit punch, fruit punch where maybe it's like the stuff that you'd have at a school dance where it's just disgustingly sweet that someone should spike it. Now you've had the alcoholic one, as you told me at the beginning of the show. Or yeah.
0: The- so I think it's a different, I don't think it's the Dr. Pepper company that makes this, but there is a, and it's Tahiti treat, like, like the branding that we used to know. Um, Tahiti treat, uh, vodka based uh, drink, so it's, like, basically that carbonated fruit punch, but with, like, uh, vodka. It was, like, I think it's, like, 7 or 8% alcohol by by volume. And so they come in, like, these, the big tins, right? Which, like, when we drank the Tahiti Treat as kids, we were drinking, like, I guess originally we were drinking from, like, the smaller Canadian tins that they used to have, the 280 mil tins before they expanded uh, to match the Americans with the 355 milliliter tins. So we were drinking, like a sane amount of Tahiti treat. So now you're committing yourself to a (laughs) half liter of Tahiti treat spiked with vodka. So Larry, when we got it, we were going to Heather's uh, sister's cottage and there was a few of us going and we got one tin at the Cohill liquor store with the idea in mind that we were going to split it six ways and split it six ways we did. And that was enough. I enjoyed my one sixth of a of a Tahiti (laughs) tahiti treat tin, and I did not want any more. But I enjoyed what I had. How much alcohol was in that? So yeah, I guess it's like yeah. So it's like I think it was like seven or eight percent uh, by volume. So so it's it's like it's deep decent amount, right? Like okay. And if you slam, and it tastes like Tahiti treat, like vodka, you're not tasting the vodka. You're only tasting. tahiti treat so you know you could slam that back that's the other thing about drinks like that that was the same like when i lived in england and um there was like a lot of pubs wouldn't serve snake bite because even though snake bite all it was was half lager half cider and some basically some ribena it's like some blackcurrant cordial or something yeah it was so easy to drink that people would just drink it really fast. And of course, in England, like the pub is closing at 11. So if you're drinking snake bite, you can get like a whole bunch in before last call. And then people are going out on the street and fighting and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so a lot of places are like, we're not even going to get into that. And that's what this Tahiti treat is like. You can drink it so fast and there's and there's more alcohol probably um, than there would have been in a pint of snake bite. So it, you can get really uh, messed up uh, if you're not careful,
1: so I, I guess millennials are also jumping on board on the Tahiti treat Tahitian treat bandwagon because I guess it's you know it's nostalgic. They may have had it when they were five
0: <laughs> or, yeah. or whatever.
1: Yeah. Um, apparently, there's this resurgence of '90s drinks. In a way, I'll, I'll, I'll name another one that apparently is there. There's. Um, is it GoFundMe? GoFundMe or one of those kind of um, like Kickstarter or something? Kickstarter, like yeah. To yeah. bring back, do you remember Orbits?
0: Yeah, I, a little bit. It was kind of um, I was kind of too old for it when it came out. I think, but I, I yeah. remember the concept.
1: Basically, it's it, it was like the early early bubble tea without the tea. So it was yeah. basically it's like a soft drink with candy floating in it, right? Yeah. Basic concept. Yeah. Yeah. And back then it was just like screw nutrition <laughs> just just make uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean like
0: most cereals and these cereals still exist today. But yeah. like uh, most parents like that I that I know um don't don't buy them for their kids, but when I was a kid like Lucky Charms, Count Chocula, you know, all that stuff that's that's what you had all the time every morning um you know the 70s and 80s that was that's the thing and then all, and then like almost overnight my parents started buying Weedabix and crispix and stuff and so that that train was was over but there was a time when we just ate crap all uh, the time and the only time we ate sugary cereals after the switch was when my parents went to the states and they'd bring back the most ridiculous Cereals that you could not get in Canada, okay ice cream cones do you, have you ever heard of ice cream cones cereal
1: yeah this is, wasn't it marshmallow instead of ice cream it was like wedged in this like bugle shaped like cone I think shaped, so.
0: right, yeah. yeah, and you could get chocolate or vanilla and and we got that there was like the a Nintendo cereal it was a oh, Nintendo God. cereal <laughs> system. So it came with oh. two small bags instead of one big bag, and one bag was Mario Brothers, and one bag was Legend of Zelda. And it was like it was all marshmallows, you know, or or like
1: really, really sugary, sort of um, grainy bits. In this same store in Kinmount, uh, by the way, I am just gonna get the name of the store for for uh, for 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 context. If someone and anyone who's driven through uh, Kinmount will know this this. Uh, this convenience store because it's like it's basically like the, sh- the 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 gulp and blow right it's like it's like the shop and save it's it, they they have everything right it's like a it's like a hardware store convenience store and they also have like a little sh- a sub making stand which that's what we went into for, to grab some road subs while uh last leg to to the cottage. I profess I love looking at junk food because it, it fascinates <laughs> me. They had Tim Hortons. Donut cereal, but more specifically, it's the apple fritter cereal. Get out. I've never heard of this. Why? <laughs> I swear. This store has like this <laughs> stuff that probably like no one else wants. And it, yeah, we'll take it. Yep. Tim Horton's Tim apple Horton's fritter. fritter. Yeah. So it's like mini apple fritters. So basically, uh is it uh, – um, is it corn pops? So it looks like it's kind of like a uh, not a round corn pop, but kind of like a, a rectangular, maybe cube-like corn pop. I'm sure if you're looking it up right now, you'll find I, it.
0: <laughs> I, I am looking it up right now, and yes, it actually it, it exists. There it is.
1: Yeah. So oh, by, and by post, the way, I, I was joking that it was probably the store was called, you know something in save. And I was, it was totally right. It is the shop and save, you know, Yeah, the end and, and with the apostrophe yeah. to save, to save time and, uh, and, and, and marketing costs. But, but also what bothers me is there's only one apostrophe. Like, isn't apostrophe supposed to represent the missing letters? Uh, yeah, I think cause gu- guns and guns and
0: roses, I think is also one apostrophe.
1: Yeah, but isn't that like is is that correct use? Because uh, Okay, so what you, yeah, the word is supposed know. to be shop, it's you're shortening soft shop and save guns and roses, right? Yeah. Conjunction junction, right? What's I, your yeah. function?
0: I think I think like <clears throat> I don't know if there's rules because you're not supposed to do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I don't no, think this is the english
1: language sir
0: there's just you're just not it's not supposed to exist so they could just do i guess they could just do either two or one depending i've seen both right i've seen both in usage um
1: but, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know, is it the shop in save maybe or shop on save but I is, is know, the, whatever. the apostrophe is probably after so we'll no, be no, replacing it's, it's, or oh, is it before? It's before. In, oh. in this context, it's before. I've never so. seen that before.
0: I've, always, <laughs> I've seen the apostrophe after or both apostrophes. I've never seen just the apostrophe before. That's interesting. Okay. But in By the way, as, as, a, as an aside, just while I was looking at the cereal, there is also, and I, I don't know if they had it at the shop and save, um, but there is also a, uh, a Tim
1: Hortons Timbits chocolate glazed cereal.
0: I'm not so surprised. Two different flavors,
1: it, and that, thats just the like a O, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheerio.
0: Oh, there's oh, wait. I stand corrected. There's the third flavor. Timbits. This one I would not have expected. Timbits birthday cake flavored oh. cereal. So it's it's basically corn pop. These ones actually do look like corn pops. Oh with, okay. with the with the multicolored sprinkles on them.
1: Well, As it was a one cereal of the, Larry. It, it was it was it made the Biebs list of. Beeb's donuts, wasn't it? The birthday was it, cake wasn't wasn't was, 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 Maybe. It, was, was, was it that one of uh, the Beeb's picks? I don't know, but that yeah, a,
0: it surprised me.
1: If you're ever driving through, uh, you know, the Corthas, and you get to uh, Kinmount, go check out the Shop and Save. They have some. F- you could probably spend hours there, just going in aisle for aisle, looking for just weird things this place has. Weird but <laughs> fantastic. <laughs>
0: I like I I I well I I do have to go there just so
1: I can get some Tahitian treat. That and uh, also the uh, Kinmount Cinema, or uh, which is a fantastic cinema. That guy that owns it, uh, huge movie buff, and has a collection—maybe the largest collection of projection um, projections, projectioner, projector, camera, movie showing light things. (laughs) Projectors. (laughs) Projectors, <laughs> uh, and I think he also has like some other movie paraphernalia, like a museum within the the, the theater. And yeah, it's it's great. Go check it out. But uh, getting back to the Tahitian treat, Curtis. Any any? Uh, <laughs> do you know where Tahiti is?
0: <laughs> I didn't. I didn't really know where it was until we looked it up before we started recording. And it is remote. I think is the word that comes to mind when I saw where it was on the, on the, on the map. It's close to pretty much nothing. It's like right in the middle of the South Pacific, like right, like right
1: in the middle. It's a Polynesian Island. Let's, let's just say Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, who, who, who conquered them? Oh, it's administered by France. France annexed Ah. it, I
0: guess. Yeah. Uh, In the 1800s, late 1800s. Was that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you don't see the French making some drink Tahitian drink, or do they?
0: I don't know. I've do they have
1: that. do they do they have a version of like fruit punch prosecco, <laughs> like French equivalent? I don't
0: know. I've, I I have never been I guess they're not too I've proud never been about, to France, so I don't know how uh, much they culturally exploit their <laughs> offshore colonies. Colonies. holdings but,
1: uh, <laughs> colonies. but uh, they may there may be there may be okay i don't know it looks it looks nice uh, but i guess the thing is i think it gets shadowed overshadowed by like the bora boras and the fijis in that area right like that's where people tend to go I or maybe i don't know maybe they're just not set up too well for tourists yeah, I apparently I they're okay selling their name, or maybe they don't even know that they've sold their name to a soft drink company. They may, they may not, they may not, they, they there may be, there may be a, a class action suit. Now, my my, I think my theory here is the reason why they the soft drink originally came up is because I think Hawaiian Punch was super popular, and they wanted to kind of maybe tag along to the same area and so they just kind of found some polynesian island oh look tahiti yeah tahiti treat yes yeah and not only like
0: hawaiian punch they don't have alliteration like we do tahiti treat (laughs) yeah it kind of rolls off the tongue tahiti treat because i don't know if i don't know
1: if i don't know if they have a fruit punch like drink like i think they just basically wanted to
0: yeah, like I don't know, we we I think Larry we're going to have to check this out. We might have to go to Tahiti um and find out whether or not there is a drink like a very common and popular Tahitian drink that would have been the precursor for <laughs> for ta- for he- Tahiti treat or if they, or if they just found a place on the map and said <laughs> we're going to name our drink after this, which is more likely.
1: Well, because they wanted, they wanted, you know, the alliteration the, the of the TNT, right? Mm-hmm. Tahiti Treat. Mm-hmm. F- uh, Fijian. Fijian
0: Fest. Fijian Fest, probably, yeah, that doesn't, yeah. doesn't work as well as Tahiti Treat. Bora. Bora, Bora. Bora Beer. Bora Bora, Bora, Bora. Bora Beverage.
1: That's no yeah. good. No. That's no good. You can't pitch that. You can pitch no. Tahiti Treat. Why is Hawaiian punch taking taking so much of our uh, market share? Yeah. it's that was there a name for the mascot the the guy the cultural the cultural <laughs> insensitive uh surfer dude? Yeah, I don't the know the but he and, he
0: and he would actually punch thing. I don't know if he punched people, but he would always punch things like he punched yeah. things like they took it literally they took the
1: punch literally when they made the mascot. <laughs> I bet. I bet a bunch of Americans just sat around and looked at a map in, in the in the tropics and they drink fruit over there, right? Okay. Either way, we Curtis, we'll, we'll get off the Tahiti treat and the Kid Mount bear. But I will get you this can shortly. Hopefully by the next episode. Yes. We'll drink it. We'll drink it on air. I know people hate when we consume things over on the podcast, but tough. <laughs> Maybe we'll just cut it. We'll cut we'll cut the actual sipping, you know, but you can't censor uh, us. <laughs> That's crazy. On to the headlines. A new
0: epidemic is raging through Springfield, and this one didn't start with Krusty Burgers. Whatcha Makarka sandwich.
1: I gave ample time for us to talk about this one headline because this headline spiraled out of control uh last Monday, or maybe from when I published this maybe two Mondays ago. Um I don't know if there's a single headline, but basically I think the one that kind of, uh, you know, captured everyone's attention was the fact that uh, Anthony Rota, who was the house speaker for, uh, I was going to say Queens Park, not Queens Park, but uh, uh, House of yeah. Commons. Yeah. Uh, at first he was, you know should he step down but now he stepped down but basically the idea is he had a i'll use air quotes here war hero living in his riding in north bay uh, that during the vladimir Zelensky visit the ukrainian president first visit during you know he's a wartime president uh, leader coming to the house of commons thanking canada for their support thought oh you know i'll invite this war vet from my writing let me check some boxes fought as a ukrainian war hero check lives in canada check 98 year old check hey he fought against russians check let's bring him on in so i'm sure everyone knows they they plot him he says this lovely speech not speech, I guess, kind of acknowledgement. He's a war hero. He's a Canadian hero. Call, call him a Canadian hero, right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. And they made, they made many missteps. Very many missteps. I'm not going to requote because you can look it up. And there's applause, and then the next day everything goes to crap for this guy because they find out, not even find out, like even I when I was. Like you I'll let you explain how you, how one would be able to determine this right away. I just went through some rudimentary, rudimentary checkboxes and they did that those checkboxes that I'd mentioned exactly, probably verbatim, and said, let's bring this guy in.
0: Well, anybody who lives in Oakville, Ontario, will know that uh <laughs>
1: So let's leave they, that one for later because it gets worse. But, but let's 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 talk about a war yeah. hero in Ukraine who's 98 years old. So what war did he fight in, Curtis? <laughs>
0: he would have fought in World War II uh, against the Russians, who were um, you know allies allies of convenience, but allies uh, of um, Canada, the United States, and Britain. Uh, and um, and so this particular. Uh, guy fought for the, uh, uh, the Waffen, um, I forget what it was called, but it's, it was, it was basically, a a, a Ukrainian, largely Ukrainian volunteer division of the Wehrmacht, the, uh, German, the, uh, German armed forces. So he, he would have fought alongside, uh, and for, uh, Nazis. And he would have fought against, um, the Allies
1: and uh, <laughs> I think- if you see that's the thing like I, I when I sat there and went no wait this guy didn't realize that Russia was fighting on the Allied forces against Germany that if he was fighting against Russians in World War two like you 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 stated something quite obvious right there Curtis if if I can learn anything from history playing axis and allies you ever played the board game Axis and Allies the oh, I tabletop sure have. board? Yeah. Everyone knows Axis and Allies? Hey, pick a side. <laughs> yeah. The rules of Axis and Allies basically tell you <laughs> clearly I, we need to make these polit uh, politicians play Axis and Allies. I should, uh, I should I
0: should specify that it was it wasn't just the Waffen SS cuz that was a that was like a much larger group, but it was a particular, it was a particular yeah. division um, that I think got renamed, like the uh, Ukrainian first division or something like that. After, yeah, yeah. Eventually. Yeah. But, uh, but they, he was, he, he, he he fought for a division of the, the Waffen the SS. Uh, and uh, as we found out, just kind of like looking into this and I, and I think I've seen, and I think I actually saw this uh, before, um, there's a cenotaph in Oakville at a, at a cemetery where uh, that um, uh, brigade, brigade that he would have been a part of is honored in a cemetery in Oakville, which has caused a huge problem. And that was years before. This guy shows up in the House of Commons, so you're talking about your checkbox and how you know he, they didn't do their due diligence. Like this, this happened like like years before and was big news
1: that the cenotaph existed. May so, 26, nineteen eighty eight. This thing was
0: erected. Yeah, and and like in twenty twenty, it got defaced uh, by with like anti Nazi slogans or whatever, and. And so that became, so the police were looking into it. I think the police were originally going to call it a hate motivated crime. Um, And then there was an outcry about, about, about that. So they stopped calling it a, investigating it as a hate motivated crime. But the mayor of Oakville was talking about how he hates this thing. um, Because he had relatives who fought for the allies in world war two, but he has no power to get rid of it he has no jurisdiction over what goes up in a private cemetery. So this thing is there. If you didn't know what it was, you wouldn't think anything of it. There's no Oh yeah. There's no obvious sort of um imagery except except it does have the logo of the of that military group at the top. Most people don't know what it is, but if you did, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, it's these bastards." <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's basically it's like a crest of a lion over the Iron Cross. But the Iron Cross is like you got you to look at it and what? Oh, okay, yeah, I guess it's there. And then – but it, it, the only English that's on it is in an inscription that says, to those who died for the freedom of Ukraine. Eh, good message. Mm-hmm. Right? Why would why would you get insulted by that if you're walking through the Senate Curtis? Unless you know. But yeah, this guy in North Bay served for them. You know, he's drive or flow. Did you drive or did you flew uh, to Ottawa? So how's part to, Par- to uh, Parliament Hill? And you know, there's just more. A they didn't background check this guy, which you would think they would have done. Maybe they just kind of thought eighty nine year old war hero. Well, we're not going to check on him. But also the relatives that or whoever drove him there, like wouldn't they have questioned? Uh, yeah, you know who he fought for. <laughs> Like, what would have been crazier, Curtis, is if he showed up in uniform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, like like what other war war heroes go when they come, you know, formally dressed? Like, could you imagine that? <laughs> yeah, so that would have been that would have been more embarrassing. But yeah, uh, so 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 there there's that right where the family obviously knew. I don't know, maybe maybe not because I think a lot of that generation they didn't really talk too much about the war. Mm-hmm. On either side, right? They, um, you know, they, they they saw too much, and they didn't want to kind of relive it or tell it as a glory story. But still, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, we we're like- fighting Russians. We're fighting Russians today. He's a war hero.
0: What? No. <laughs> and that, that now he wants to now now there's the, there's uh, Poland has been talking about extraditing him. I guess. To, to try him on war crimes, I guess. I, like, I don't know. Does anybody really know this guy's record? Like, I don't know if this guy in particular has done what he's done in the war. Like, you know. When you're when it's when it's when, I, I did I wasn't alive in Ukraine <laughs> during during World War Two, but I imagine like you're either you know you're either going to get overrun by the Germans or you're going to get overrun by the Russians, and you kind of pick a side, you know. Not excusing obviously, like you know anything, anything you know I, I'm I'm sure that there were some people who were in the uh, in the in that military division who acted brutally and, and, uh, but, um, you know, I don't know if this, I don't know what this particular guy's record is like.
1: Um, there, I, I've, I've read some stories. I bet it's, it, uh, it's hard to kind of filter out what's kind of sensationalized or not, but obviously he was, in North Bay for maybe a particular reason to kind of stay low maybe.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's um, a good place. It's a good place stay, to, to stay low. Like, and, yeah.
1: and now, now he exposed himself and you're right. Now Poland wants him tried like all because they, they wanted him to be there. I, I don't know. Like, cause I have read stories where they're like, Oh, he's quoted in saying this and those were glory years for him. So I think I, I, I Unless you hear it from the man himself now and in his age now, but man, like, so basically he was in hiding Mm -hmm. and then just, he outed himself or his family outed him or his, his MP outed him, right? Yeah, He could have just been some other older person sitting in the gallery, but they decided let's, let's honor him. And also every MP and politician in that room standing up and clapping And not kind of doing one of these claps where when it finally dawns on them and it's like the claps just kind of disappear (laughs) and stop. Yeah, so Uh, so nobody in that. Nobody. and, and And I know that like
0: obviously like Pierre Polyev is trying to capitalize on this because like, you know, it's embarrassing. It's a liberal mistake and it's prime minister should have known and stuff like that. I don't necessarily disagree with that. But he clapped everybody clapped like not one person like stood up and said hold on yeah like nobody like just a second there's a good chance that if he was a ukrainian soldier in world war ii he might have been fighting for a
1: for 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 a for a a german regiment regiment nobody thought that yeah they were they were just like oh in their minds checks boxes war hero Old guy's still alive, Canadian, Ukrainian connection, and apparently he fought Russians. Yeah, and then well, yeah, and then that was it too. So,
0: so to 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 go back to what I just said, not even that there's a good chance
1: that he fought for Germans. He would have if he was fighting <laughs> Russians. <laughs> yeah, because that was a point that they specifically wanted to make. I was fighting Russians, so it was like. Uh, wait a sec. I mean, maybe there was some,
0: or maybe the, I don't know, maybe there was some like Ukrainian guerrillas or that weren't affiliated with, with Germany were oh, fighting. Wow, well, it's possible, but like it, it, there's, there's a good chance that, that there's a good
1: chance. You were, they, could have, they, yeah, they could have, they could have done a bit of research, but I think they just kind of went, Oh, there's someone in your writing checks these boxes. Oh, great. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, Now you, now I mentioned earlier, but you had an expanded story about this, but uh, so the, when the russians invaded uh ukraine and started this conflict war um the whole propaganda was that they were the russians were liberating ukraine from nazis yes the denazification they called it yes and 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 here we have not even deep fake video of trying to splice things and, you know, moving one face to another part. We have Zelensky clapping in Canada to this guy who was a Nazi. <laughs> he fought yeah. on the, Na-
0: yeah. And it's a big, so- uh, I mean, it, it's a, it's a PR win for, for
1: Putin. Right. Oh because my God. He can, he like can, it's a, it's a gimme. It's like yeah. a, here, yeah. here's the footage, CPAC yeah. footage. Yeah. And, and, you know i think i think
0: you know it was it's kind of it's, it's 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 very it's very on brand for 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 canada i think like i think it was a well-meaning <laughs> gesture went horribly wrong to me that's a very canadian thing to happen
1: and yeah. then and then
0: and then you're the butt of everybody's jokes <laughs> around the world for like oh, or outrage <laughs> butt of everybody's outrage or the focus of everybody's outrage and jokes for for like you know about a week and then they move on to something
1: else but but didn't you mention also something it wasn't that long ago or was it before the conflict that Zelensky like went off yeah uh i think um he i think there was i don't know
0: if it was like a a a parade or a demonstration but there were people who were um i guess i guess had banners or flags with that um uh the 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 symbol of, of that regiment i wanna say uh, i'm gonna say it wrong but i think it's like the Gal- galicia galicia uh mm-hmm. is the is the area um so it was the waffen galicia um division symbol the same one that's on the cenotaph but in colour the with the um the the blue and yellow and uh and so Zelensky, you know said like you know basically condemned those symbols from being used right and like you know we don't want to we don't want to glorify anything in ukraine's past that had to do with like nazis or germany you know we we want to put that in the past behind him and then he comes to Canada just for for a visit, doesn't expect to all of a sudden have a guy who is in who's living the last, probably the last, last guy the last living guys of that of that unit sitting there in the Canadian House of Commons and everybody's applauding him.
1: And, and they brought him to honor him. Yeah. Yeah. Like 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 Thomas prayed him like a, you know, like like a win. Look 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 how look how great we are, to our Ukrainians. Oh, yeah,
0: like on so many levels. This is such a colossal failure, and 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 it it should like have easily been avoided. But I think like this guy, the old Broda, the old speaker, the now former speaker, was so. I think he was just so jazzed with the idea of being able to bring this Ukrainian war hero. To Zelensky's visit. This is gonna be like, this is this is gonna be the icing on the cake. Like this is gonna be such a great sort of thing. And then it ended up being a unmitigated disaster. A PR disaster, a you know, whatever you want to call it, just
1: a, a diplomatic disaster. Like it was just terrible. Other than this uh cemetery, Curtis, you would think and this Nazi hiding in North Bay. You think, oh, that must be it for Canada and Nazi stuff, right? Oh, not so much. In the town of Ajax, Oakville, 905, Ajax, 905, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, shame on you, 905. The town of Ajax, right, is actually named for the HMS Ajax, which fought in the Battle of the River Plate in World War Two. Okay. Mm-hmm. In Ajax, there was, and I'll say was, but only since – Twenty Twenty One, a street called Langsdorf Drive, which was named in honor of Hans Hans Langsdorf, a battleship captain who commanded a Nazi German forces in the battle.
0: What? <laughs> it was <laughs> yes. na- like it wasn't just a coincidence. It wasn't actually named after some guy named Pete Langsdorf who just happened to have the same last name. Who was named after this particular this, guy?
1: Yeah, like, you you name the city after. A, like it's almost like they 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 wanted to name the city after the battleship that won the that battle, but also kind of use other characters in that battle in the city <laughs> by naming a street after this Nazi commander, a naval commander. Um, the street received a naming ceremony with Langsdor Langsdorf's daughter and son-in-law in attendance. <laughs> Whoa,
0: That's, and and when when was it called? This
1: like when was Um, the name? The name was changed in twenty twenty one in response to public opposition because again, now that one is a tough. Like it's just a name. Like you you could, you you're living on Langsdorf Avenue. Like who who is it named after? I don't know. That's why we should never name streets after people, Curtis. Yeah, (laughs) just don't do it.
0: Oak Elm, you know Maple Avenue. Trees, just name them after trees.
1: No tree has ever screwed anyone over so the name was changed in 2021 but in 2020 so a year before that curtis they tried to honor langsdorff and his ship the admiral graf spree by naming a street graf spree crescent so they wanted they figured oh well we have his name here so someone in the in the city planning knows that the history of the city is around this one battle so they said oh what else can we name? Maybe we could, let's start naming the ships that they all commanded on both sides. Yeah. Okay. So they they put a stop to that, and then I think someone caught wind. Why did we want to name them that? Why do we want to name that street Graf Spee Crescent? Oh, well, it was uh, Langsdorf's uh, sh- ship. You mean Langsdorf's drive is named after a Nazi? Uh, yeah, he was in the battle. Aye, aye, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not great. There's some place also, I think it might be like in Saskatchewan River And there's a, there there's, there's a either, either there's a town called swastika or there's a town that has a road called like swastika Avenue. Mm -hmm. And there was a move to change it. I think it probably did get changed, but there was some resistance. It was like, wow, you know, it's not named after Nazis. It's just, that's just where we live. Swastika Avenue or whatever. (sighs)
1: Well, uh, yeah, I got, yeah, cause I don't know what, what do the Buddhists call that symbol? Do they, they cause they can't, they, it's not, it's not a Tibetan word, right? That symbol. Yeah. I don't know what they, I don't know. What I, they I don't think, I don't, yeah, I don't think that's a Tibetan word swastika. Yeah. Right? So, so yeah, maybe they thought, well, we want to name it after that symbol that the Buddhists use. <laughs> yeah. That, that they didn't. <laughs> um, now one more thing before we get off the story, Curtis. Notable burials also in this uh, Vladimir Ukrainian cemetery, also known as the West Oak Memorial Gardens mm-hmm. in Oakville. Mm-hmm. Gregory Hines—that surprised the hell out of American, me. American, American dancer, actor, choreographer, singer. What yeah. else? Man of yeah. tap dancing legend. Yeah, and, uh, you know, my my first thought when we discovered this was, uh, that's right, he was in that Buddy Cop movie with um, Billy Crystal running scared in the 80s. That's right. That's right. Man, great movie. Yeah, yeah. He was in History of the World
0: Part One, dance the Ethiopian Shim Sham. (laughs) But, yeah, I was
1: like, I was like, Gregory Hines, like, why? Like, why? At first, first, first you're like, not the Gregory Hines, right? yeah. And then we we went down the rabbit hole and went, yep, that's him. He, he, you know, passed away quite a while ago, right? He passed away at at 57. Yeah, he was pretty young. Yeah, 2003,
0: 2004. Yeah. Something like that. But yeah, I think, uh, yeah, we found out that he was, we're like, well, why why was he there? Like, because he didn't, he wasn't born in Toronto. He didn't die in Toronto. Why is, why are his (laughs) remains set to rest eternally in the GTA? (laughs) And it's because his fiance was, uh, from Toronto. Um, and I guess, or, um, I guess maybe from Oakville or, you know, and so he was living here and he was going to, and he went to the, to that, to the church, to the nearby church, um, nearby sort of like, uh, it's a Roman Catholic church, I think. And and because because at his because I found the news story about him being buried in Oakville. And they're like, oh, it was great to see his shining face in mass every Sunday. So he's like, yeah, he legit lived here for a while. Yeah, and I guess decided that he wanted his earthly remains to remain in Oakville
1: forever. Yeah. So the, apparently, he uh, in 2003 passed away of liver cancer. Um, funeral in Santa Monica, and yeah, but you're right, he was buried in Oakville. Yeah. And still there I'm sure you can visit Gregory Hines. Yeah, I, you know, like it's not, it's not as good as having Jim
0: Morrison, but like, you know.
1: Yeah. I don't think there's like a ton of graffiti and stuff. I I don't think like like most movies in the 80s, I don't think Running Scared would hold up to a viewing today. But I think I'd like to see it. I, I, remember, I remember liking like, yeah. it at
0: the time. Yeah, I was pretty into Billy Crystal back then.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and but that's the thing because that, that was even though the movie was kind of you know funny, but mm. it was a pretty serious movie though, right? Like, like it's a buddy cop movie, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It was, yeah, like it was a crime, it was yeah, a crime movie, but it, yeah, it was funny, it was definitely funny, definitely okay. Funny okay, I, I
1: didn't think it was like more slapsticky, and but yeah, it must have been pretty early for Billy Crystal, right? 86. Is that uh, just after um, what was the TV show they was in that that spawned Benson? Do you oh, remember? here's those trivia. Yeah, soap. Yeah, yeah. Actually, soap right. would have been early, right? Soap would have been like more eighty two. Yeah, soap would. That,
0: yeah, Burning Scared would have been well after soap. Um, yeah, yeah, but no, he was he was definitely like because uh, he was he had done Saturday Night Live uh, between soap and running scared like i think he was like a he 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 uh was a saturday saturday night live alumnus when he did uh when he did that and that's what kind of i think sold the picture a little bit mm. also also just like you know the the uh the excellence of the very charismatic uh, gregory hines
1: yeah hey buried in oakville i'm down but yeah i'm i've got to Pay, pay some respects with the next time I'm in uh, Oakville uh, but we do have one more headline and you know we also have to do always have to do a food related headline Curtis alongside our Tahiti treat this one is about I don't know honestly like to me this in my early years in life this was well all I knew was cheese and I think we have both shared similar stories about this Headline is, Kraft Singles Recall, American Cheese Recalled Over a Gagging Hazard. Mm -hmm. Now, when I first read the headline, I'm like, are people trying to eat the cheese without taking the plastic wrap off of it? But no. You know, this food product, A, it's not cheese, but as much as I found out much later in my early life. But yeah, each one is individually wrapped in this plastic film that you have to remove in order to get to said cheese, and I guess bits of the film stuck to the cheese or didn't come off cleanly. But this is a problem it always had. I don't know why it suddenly they figured now they have to do it, a recall of eighty four thousand cases.
0: No, you're you're right, Larry. Like this has been as long as I remember eating individually wrapped slices of american cheese that's had this this potential problem like lots of times you'd be picking like you'd take it out of the plastic and then you'd have to like strip off a couple of like hangers on like that was not that was
1: not uncommon oh yeah or or, or, yeah because it's it's the it's the it's wrapped one third and you take that one third and you peel it and then you come around. Yeah. Yeah. There are times where you, you can't even get a good start and you rip it in half already. And then you have to do it in two pieces or, but I don't know to, to suddenly recognize now that it's a choking hazard. It must've been, someone must've, you know, either forgot or just had one person,
0: one person, one person (laughs) out of all the years of people eating cheese, one person eats some of the
1: wrap and chokes. And now they've oh, got it. Now they've actually got to do so much, so much plastic, Curtis, so much plastic from American cheese. Now yeah. you and I were both at, talking, was, do they actually have to do that? And I think the answer is yes. Right. Like you can't just have this cheese just kind of overlapping each other. Like if you were to buy like deli cheese and you see it, they, they, they kind of do that, right. They kind of almost like a, like a roof shingles. Like yeah. One overlapping the other. Yeah, because I think American cheese would just fuse together, right? Yeah, they would congeal. They would (laughs) would congeal for sure.
0: It's—I mean, like we've already talked about how like the this cheese has kind of like adhesive properties, and it would like some of some of the plastic would stick to it and not come off. So if they were like on top of each other with no with no with no sort of plastic barrier, they would just—it would be
1: one big slick shingle. because the thing is, I think the Americans wanted a soft cheese. So I was like ch- talking about checking boxes. It's got to be soft. So I think they were trying to aim at getting something a little harder than brie, but still have that creaminess of brie once you kind of bite into it. Because cheese is crumbly. Yeah, right? For, for the most part. It's it's It can be in a crumbly format. maybe Maybe not so much like mozzarella, like the high, moist, but like the cheddars and – yeah yeah old cheddars it's like yeah and so i'm I'm thinking that's what they wanted to go for was this this pudding like yeah (laughs) but but she's but you and i both had the same story where for the not the longest time for me I, i could tell you zero in in and around this this time grade three so how old are you in grade three eight I like, yeah eight, i would say yeah There's i've enough. never had real cheese until that point because i think we were going to some farm as a f- uh, field trip to learn about the harvest you know farming other stuff and they had cheese there you know with a little toothpick maybe some marble cheddar i thought oh cheese. I, you know, again, my exposure to cheese was only the plastic wrap, and I just, I've never seen it in this cube format before. I must be just as good. I grab it. It was like the most shocking thing I've ever had. <laughs> you know, here I am, you know, eight years old thinking, oh, I'd like cheese. I, eat the crafts <laughs> all the time, and it was just like, oh my god, this is like so, this is so not what cheese is. I don't even know if I actually finished it. I, I may have tried to I kind of may I maybe done one of the hit oh, it yeah.
0: in a napkin cuz I yep. just couldn't
1: I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, the the texture threw me off and also the taste, right? Because American cheese and you asked me this at, when we were planning the show. I still don't have a good answer for you Curtis. I don't know how to describe American cheese flavor other than it's it's like a dairy product so it does have a milky taste to it but it doesn't have that bacteria kind of sourness. I, I don't know if sour is the right word. Yeah, to- I think uh, like the cultivation doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either. Like what, whatever that does to dairy products to kind of give it that cheese, yogurt like flavor. Um, I don't know. It's 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 just like us. It's they just want to make a spreadable cheese, but in this convenient one per slice format where you didn't have to cut it like a chump. Yeah, I mean, that is the thing
0: that I think appealed to Americans the most, is that you did not have to use a knife at any point because, you know, it's they're they're already individually wrapped, so you get a perfect square every time. And then if you want to, like, reduce it even more, like, say, you're putting them on burgers, you want to put half of a slice of American cheese, you just tear. You're just A knife does not need to come near it. It's congealed enough that you can just tear it and and uh, you know, you can usually tear it pretty accurately. I found I found my thing that I hated the most about about American cheese is when you're unwrapping it. That that top third would sometimes just in the process of unwrapping would come off. So now you've got a split piece <laughs> of cheese, and then you got to kind of dig it out of the 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 rest because it's kind of like the tops come off and the and and the remaining two thirds are living just underneath the the uh the 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 top of of the um of the of the package yeah so you got to dig it out then you get it in your fingernails and stuff but i hated that that happened to me quite frequently is like it would break off and then you gotta you gotta dig it out of the the uh The plastic um yeah it was i don't know i don't know like we were talking about about uh about it like like you like it was the only cheese i knew for a long time like that was just cheese and now it's sort of like you know i don't even consider it cheese like it's well it isn't it's a cheese (laughs) it's cheese-esque like cheese whiz right there's a cheese-esque product um I I did. I did uh, we did talk about though. It's um, it it it's the perfect melting cheese in a lot of ways. Yes, right? like you're always yes. gonna get a good. Like if you put if if you're barbecuing hamburgers, like I barbecued hamburgers tonight, and I put just some regular Swiss cheese on, and it was fine. It worked out, but you got to kind of like. Monitor it a little bit. You got to time when you put it on. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff with American cheese. You put it on; it just kind of forms like a cheese like shell
1: on top of the burger. It, it just it just, just melts. It, it just off. melts better. Yeah. It just melts way better than quote unquote real cheese. Yeah, yeah. Now, now you asked me that, but Curtis, how do you? How would you describe to someone who's never had American cheese? Like, what what, what do you come up with?
0: It's hard because it's hard because like the thing that I went to right away again is something you'd have to be familiar with so if you're talking about someone who's not familiar with american cheese i I was gonna say it tastes like the powdered cheese that you put in 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 craft dinner right like it's that same kind of cheese taste to me but then you have to be familiar with that so if you're coming into someone maybe maybe someone from tahiti comes and and you know wants to know about Uh, North American culinary experiences (laughs) and you introduce them to American cheese, they're not going to probably know the craft dinners. So to that person, I would say it tastes a lot like milk that's gone slightly off, but not enough that you're going to
1: pour it down the sink. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, it's, it's, it's sweet, right? Like would would it be fair to describe American cheese is having a sweet. I guess as in so far as cheese
0: goes, it would be yeah, yeah. Like it's 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 like, I mean, I love cheese. So like the like I I'll I'll cut off a piece of cheese and just eat it. Like like everybody does, right? Like if you have charcuterie yeah. boards, you know. Um, but I will say like that, especially when I was in university. Like that, like you'd get like the 24 slices of American cheese, like Homer Simpson. And then you just like, and this you would eat, and you would eat them. You say it's sweet. You would eat them kind of like a snack, right? Like, like, yeah. a, like candy. Like it's like I cheese did. candy.
1: Yeah. Oh, Curtis. I kind of, I kind of want ate some. all this stuff and drank the, the Tahitian treat in our youth. How are we still alive, sir? Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think
0: we're gonna pay for it when we're seventy. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, I, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about American cheese in probably like I don't know. was like maybe a couple of years. Before. So, so, what, so
1: what you're saying is when, when we do our Tahiti treat tasting, we should do a charcuterie board with uh american sliced cheese maybe yep. orange and white color yep yeah cuz they and don't have a f- yeah cuz there's not they they don't proclaim that that craft slices is like a, a cheddar it's just no it's cheese it's
0: american, yeah, it's, it's, sh- american it's, cheese. it's american it's american it's american cheese <laughs> like american cows are just like sh- <laughs> just <laughs> giving you this just crapping out this type substance <laughs> of, and you make this cheese this, out of it. This,
1: this orange, this orange like, uh, milk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that, it, that, for whatever reason, we can't sell this cheese in blocks. It has to be pre sliced and to separated.
0: Be, yeah. Cause it's well, re- remember what, what, when I was a kid, it wasn't called American cheese. It was called processed cheese. Yeah. So that's, so it goes through a big, so yeah, it goes through a big processing. Before it goes into the individual wrap, like it goes into this well, processing, they to make it this like yeah, cheese, cheese goes through a process. Cheese yeah. goes through a process, but like this goes through like a an American process.
1: Sure, USA, USA, <laughs> USA. Oh man, okay, let's let's end it off. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. I know. I, <laughs> I really want to have some. I want, yeah, probably, you know. Gr- gr- grilled cheese with American cheese is fantastic, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, nothing better.
0: Yeah, like, like I, 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 I really like good cheese, but I'm not going to, like, crap on American cheese. It definitely has its time and place. Yeah,
1: yeah, totally, totally. Well, you can ca- – well, there's also a time and place where you can catch Curtis and I. We'll try to be somewhat predictable frequency <laughs> on Spotify, Apple Music. Google music and everywhere you can find your now that I can't say stitcher anymore I got figure figure out where we're published uh, it's it's all over the internet wherever you can find your favorite podcast wherever you listen if there's a rating system or comments please hit some stars give us a comment we'll read it on the air uh, Curtis any last words well uh, oh, the uh, the Jays are in the playoffs did you hear about that
0: I did they are playing minnesota minnesota yeah yeah they they won two of their last six games at home still Yeah, the last playoff spot and actually it worked out well because they were had the, the the second last playoff spot and then they would have had to play tampa bay and then they fell to the third playoff spot but now they get to play minnesota because minnesota is a division winner but Tampa Bay, I in my opinion, is a much stronger team. So they kind of fluked out a little bit there. So ah we'll see. Um, that postseason's postseason. Doesn't probably, yeah. You got you just gotta get in there. And they they, yeah. they they back their way in and we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. Well, postseason, everybody resets to zero, right? So mm-hmm. who cares what happened this season? Yep. Yeah. Right. And,
0: so. and 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 like, you know, I think compared to Um, A lot of early projections, the Jays this year, even though they made the playoffs, they underachieved. So maybe now that they've got like, you know, it's reset to zero, like you're saying, they've got something to play for. Maybe like, you know, maybe we'll see uh, the Jays team that that some people were expecting uh, for this season. Maybe we'll see
1: that in the playoffs and they can make some noise. Who knows? Yeah. Hey, go Jays. Mm hmm. All right. Well, thanks again for listening. And just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber.
0: Good night